broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious. Um, Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me and how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold. Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce, excited to be with you today. Coming up on the show, we'll be joined by former Carolina Panther Mike Rucker. He played defensive end, also played his college football at Nebraska. And so we're going to hear all about his journey. We're going to hear about what he's up to since retiring from the NFL. Also, later on today on the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about going for it. And there's been a trend in the NFL where teams are going for two more often. They're going for it on fourth down. I personally love it. And and so we'll talk about how that relates to our own lives. And then also, we'll do our segment, I'm Convinced. And I want to take a look at Steph Curry, the performance he had the other night, and just kind of the... His presence on the Warriors and and how good of a player he really is, but more importantly, the type of teammate that he is and and how much fun he is to watch. And then also, the Houston Texans, they were my Super Bowl team uh, before the season. They started off 0-3. Well, now they've won five in a row. So I have some thoughts on them. And there's a big story uh, taking place in Auburn about their chaplain and a, a group that is fighting against them having a chaplain and being able to pray with the team. And, and so we'll discuss that in just a little bit as well. You can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. And, and definitely follow us on social media, unpacking it. We've got a great show in store. Thanks for being with us. We're just getting going. It's unpacking it on Sports Byline USA. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com, and be sure to subscribe to our email devotional and our podcast. It's time for a segment we call I'm Convinced, where I take a look at some of the big stories from the week and and give you uh, some opinions and thoughts and let you know what I'm convinced of. And so we'll start with the game on Thursday night in the NFL, because I'm convinced my Houston Texans Super Bowl pick is looking a lot better now. They started 0-3, and it looked ugly, and Deshaun Watson was trying to you know, get back into the swing of things, coming back from a season-ending injury a year ago. 
But now they've won five in a row. Deshaun Watson, he threw more touchdowns, five, than incompletions, four, on Thursday night against the Dolphins. And he had zero sacks. And so their offense overall has been great. Their running back, he's had back-to-back 100-yard games, had 133 yards rushing the other night against Miami. And then you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who, like I said at the beginning of the year, is one of the best wide receivers in the league. I had him as my number one fantasy wide receiver. And the other night, even though the ridiculous catch didn't count, he's incredible. And he's putting up huge numbers and, and has helped this team win five in a row. Now, I'm a little concerned about some of the injuries. Guys are, are kind of falling uh, down, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And then they lost wide receiver Will Fuller. But overall, I'm still convinced the Texans can make a deep run into the playoffs. And then J.J. Watt, he leads the league with eight sacks. So the defense has been playing well also. Number two, I'm convinced we'll go into the NBA. The number one player I'd want to play with in the NBA is Steph Curry. Not only is he an incredible player, as he showed with his 51-point night this week, but he's also one of the rare players who actually prioritizes winning over individual success. And I think the last couple of years, we've kind of forgotten just how good he is individually. And it's been okay, though. Because he's still having fun, he's still playing with joy, and and they're winning uh, championships, and he's okay with it. But then we see nights like like he had the other night, and for me, I want more of it. I'm longing for more of Steph Curry, and I still can't believe that he encouraged Kevin Durant to come play with him. And and I'm still convinced I'd rather have Curry light it up than have to share the ball with, with someone as good as Durant every night. Because I'd rather watch Kevin Durant on a team like the, the Knicks or wherever he might end up next year. I want to see him put up big numbers. And so in the meantime, we'll have to enjoy the Warriors for, for who they are and, and having multiple stars. But I just think that Curry is such a great teammate and he really is the key to the success of the Warriors. And, and I'm just convinced that one night he needs to go and try and beat Kobe's 81 points. He's got the ability to do it, especially when he's hot and he's in that zone where he can hit anywhere on the floor. I mean, he, he was pulling up a couple steps over the, the half-court line the other night and draining threes. And so with that, I'm also convinced that Curry is the best shooter of all time, at least that I've seen play. Now, I've, I probably thought Reggie Miller was that guy for a long time, but I think Steph Curry it really is the greatest shooter, and, and he'll, he'll continue to break all these three-point records and shooting records. And so we've got to enjoy it. I know sometimes it's easy to sort of, Ah, the Warriors, they, they win so easily. And we almost get some ways uh, tired or, or just kind of callous to, to what they're, they're able to do. But when we sit back and just enjoy the beauty of the way they play, it's a lot of fun. Now, I was pulling for the Cavs last year, and I wanted to see them beat the Warriors and all that sort of thing. But I, I just think the, 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 the Curry-led teams are a blast to watch, even more so than when Durant is at his best. I just think Curry's a little bit more fun to watch, and I just think Curry is the best teammate in the NBA. So number three, and we're going to spend a little bit more time on this topic, I'm convinced college football teams should have a chaplain available for their players despite the latest complaint from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. All right, so Auburn's football team finds themselves in the middle of this this controversy with 
FFRF co-president Annie Laurie Gaylor uh, because she said in a press release, Auburn needs to shut down the prayer and chaplaincy that it has permitted for so long in its football program. And so there, there was a long press release, but that's kind of the, the gist of it. Then Auburn's response, they say, the football team chaplain isn't an Auburn employee and participation in activities he leads is voluntary. So this is a, a big issue, especially for, for someone like me hosting a, a faith and sports radio show. And this has come up over the years. And, you know, certain teams like Clemson, we, we just know uh, their, their coach is very vocal about their faith. We know that uh, a chaplain plays a key role in, in a lot of programs across the country and, and coaches, you know, utilize FCA and athletes in action to bring these guys in to be available to their players and to, to lead chapel talks and, and all that sort of thing. And so Chet Williams is the chaplain for Auburn, and he's been there since 1999. He's a former linebacker. He played in the early 80s. And, and so with that, I'm just convinced that a chaplain is only there to help the players, encourage them, pray with them if they want it. And, and here's the thing. I understand not everybody is, is religious and not everybody is a follower of Jesus. For me, I don't consider myself religious. I, I consider myself a follower of Jesus, a believer in the Bible, and it's more about a, a relationship with Jesus than it is about some religion that, that I'm, I'm following. I'm, I'm, I believe Jesus was, was real. He came to earth. He died on the cross uh, for my sins. He rose again, and, and now he's, he's in heaven. And so um, that's what I believe. And so when a chaplain is available to a, a team and just wants to encourage guys, I understand he's not going to force it on players. Now, he may, a chaplain may pray or a coach may pray before a, a game, and a player can stand there, close his eyes, and, and he doesn't have to believe what's being prayed. And, and to me, the, the, this group that wants to you know, just get involved in, in these programs where the coach is setting the tone, the school is setting the tone in how, you know, what they want their atmosphere to be, and if they want part of their atmosphere to be an openness to uh, a chaplain encouraging and and providing hope for their players then then that's up to them so so this group they're just out to cause trouble and stir up you know controversy and and so they're doing a good job of that but but I'm I'm encouraged that Auburn is standing up to them they're behind Chet Williams they're they're behind you know having a chaplain and they don't feel like they're doing anything wrong it's all voluntary and and, and from a player's perspective now, some of them may not, you know, love all the uh, the chapel talks or or whatever. They might not go to them, or they don't want the the prayer before the game. But I think for the most part, these players know going into a program what the tone and atmosphere is like. They know what the coach is all about, and so I'm convinced that that they're not thrown off guard when they get into the locker room and they recognize that what is being you know, taught and the perspective and the philosophy that a coach has is rooted in their faith. You can't separate that from a coach. We know that. We know when Tony Dungy was coaching. We know that when Dabo Sweeney is coaching at Clemson, what they stand for, what they're about, and they're very open and vocal uh, about that. And so players, they're not they're not being benched if they don't 
if they don't follow Jesus. That that's not what it's about. Now, coaches want to encourage their players to to think about it, to seek God, to to know more, but they're not going to force it on anybody. That's not what it's about. That's not what following Jesus is all about. It's a personal choice for each of us. And so for me on this radio show, I just want to encourage people because I've found hope and peace and joy, and I just want others to know about it. And so that's what a chaplain is there for. He's there to offer encouragement and hope. And so I'm convinced every team should have a chaplain. Keep going. Way to go, Auburn. Stand up for yourselves. And uh, I'll be curious to follow this story a little bit more. But let me know your thoughts. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Up next, we'll be joined by former NFL defensive end Mike Rucker, and we'll hear all about his journey. More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It. So glad to be with you today. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And go follow me on Twitter, Bryce Radio. Joining us right now is Mike Rucker, played nine years in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers after being drafted in the second round out of Nebraska. He won a national championship there in 95 and 97. He went to the Super Bowl in 2003 with the Panthers. He is now an NFL ambassador. He also works with the Legends community. He works in real estate and he's a motivational speaker. I am pleased to welcome Mike Rucker on unpacking it today mike thanks so much for joining us how are you yeah i'm doing good buddy thanks for having me man we're, we're glad to have you and, and and before we really jump in i, I got to hear about what took place last weekend where you you celebrated with your your nebraska teammates from that championship team in 97 what what was it like to to see the guys and experience all that uh, it, it was awesome you know when i when we stepped on campus, you know, all these memories kind of flooded back. And then when you see some faces that you recognize and there were some faces like, Oh, I forgot we played together. Oh, man. And you just really kind of just pick up where you left off. And, and there's some stories where, you know, like my, like my roommates, I saw every single uh, roommate that I had um, throughout my five years of college. And wow. it was pretty cool for us to kind of uh, rekindle some relationships and just kind of, tell some old stories and we had a lot of laughs so it was really a great time wow that's cool and, and how have things maybe even changed there or, or how often do you get back to nebraska to to kind of see the team and, and be a part of things well my father-in-law's in lincoln so we get to lincoln quite a bit but oh, as good. far as getting on campus and, and getting to the games uh it, sometimes it's a little bit tough um, throughout the, the fall with your kids in sports so it gets difficult but uh, we were able to make it back uh, I think the, the the friendships and the conversations were exactly what we were looking for. Oh, that's that's really cool. Mike Rucker, former defensive end in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers, joining us here on Unpacking It. And and it's wild to think that, that it's almost been ten years since you retired from the NFL. So so how has the the second career been for you? And and what's it been like getting involved in in real estate and also some broadcasting with the Panthers as well? It's been, it's been good. You know, it's a transition. Every football player is going to go through a transition. It's not about the money that's in the account. 
Uh, mm. It's not about the star, you know, the star power. It's really the transition. And what are you going to do in the next phase in your life? So from the age of, say, six, seven, eight years old, we've been an expert at, you know, throwing the football, making tackles, sacking the quarterback. And all of a sudden, somewhere in the age, you know, your late 20s or early 30s, um, for the average person, you're now done mm. and you're retired from that career. And now you have to reinvent yourself. You have to go find a new career that you're not necessarily an expert in. Yeah. And so that transition is very tough. So, like I said, it's not about, you know, what you have physically. It's about really retraining the mind and finding a new career path uh, that's going to essentially um, make you happy uh, in your, when you wake up in the morning for the next 50-something years. Well, well. so what has been the joy of, of this second career? And, and I know you spent a lot of time on your real estate business. Um, what have been the joys of that? But then what, what has been maybe some of the, the struggles of no longer playing football for you personally? Yeah, great question. You know, 13 years ago when I was still playing about halfway through my career, I started Vision Group Realty, uh, which is a full-service real estate firm. And the reason why I did that was because I saw a lot of guys coming in and there was a void there. Um, because as soon as we sign our contract, our, our, our basically our paycheck and our salary is in the paper. And so people know that we have the money. Mm. And so I wanted to really just educate the players as they came, you know, through the locker room, whether it's through the draft or through uh, free agency and really help them through that process. So we've had our company for 13 years, mm. uh, still going strong. But the, the one part that I, I really felt like I was missing was, was just being able to serve, mm. to serve um, not only spiritually, but just from, from a, uh, a personal perspective of being able to help people. I love helping people. I love meeting people. And so the real estate was able to do that, but then also to take it to the next level was being able to work with the Panthers in the preseason color. Yeah. It allows me to do TV uh, during the preseason. I've been, uh, I think I just finished my ninth year. Wow. And then also working in the NFL legends community. And basically it's working in the retired player space. And it's going out. We've got roughly about 22,000 former players out there. And my job in the Southeast region is to go find them, turn over rocks, make calls, and basically help them reconnect with their team and their league and any resources that they need to help them in their transition. Like I said, everybody's going to go go through a transition. And so uh, we're there to try to help and be that helping hand and, and to serve our fellow brothers. Oh, that's really neat. Very cool to hear. Mike Rucker, former Carolina Panther defensive end, joining us here on Unpacking It. And, and, and Mike, we, we love talking sports here on, on Unpacking It, but we also love to, to just hear the, the journeys of, of guys, and especially when it comes to uh, your faith and, and, and deciding to, to follow Jesus. And so really would love to hear just kind of a, a, about your, your story because you mentioned this desire to, to serve people and, and help people. Where, where does that stem from, and, 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 and really where did your – your faith and, and interest in Jesus begin? Yeah, you know, I, I grew up uh, in the church, um, you know, and probably typical of, of kids, you know, six, seven, eight years old, you know, mom, dad dragging me to church. You know, I'd try to find a way to sit on the back pew, fall asleep, <laughs> all, all of those things. Uh, as I got older into high school, I thought that um, I could skip church by going and staying all night at my buddy's mm. on Saturday night instead of Friday night. Uh, that didn't really work because mom would say, yeah, 
you can go stay, but make sure that you're ready at 7:30 when we pick you up for church. So, you know, all those tricks of the trade uh, didn't do very well. As I got into college, I kind of, you know, went astray on my own. You know, just kind of doing the whole college life. And each year in the football world, I was doing better and better. And you know, my sophomore year, you know, my my redshirt year, we won a championship. Uh, my freshman year, we won a championship. And then my junior year, we won another national championship. So each year I got better. We got more and more attention. Uh, my senior year was supposed to be my year that I just uh, knocked the block off of it, you know, heading towards the NFL. And I remember it like yesterday playing La Tech. Uh, and we, I go out and guy was in a shotgun formation. The ball goes over his head. I'm going to hit this guy so hard. It was like slow motion. Mm. I was trying to think of different ways I was going to hit him. And I just fell down with this injury that I've never felt before. And playing sports, you have a lot of pain, sprained ankles, torn ligaments, whatever. And this is something I've never felt before. And I just remember being on my back in front of 75,000 people. Wow. And I just remember looking up at the sky and saying, Lord, no, not me, not now. Mm. Why? And I remember getting into the training room and they really couldn't put their finger on what was going on. And as a couple of weeks go by, you know, they, they just, it was just baffled. And then when they kind of thought what they knew it was, it was really career ending at that point wow. for the cases that they saw. And so I just really began just to, just to break down and just, I, I knew the Lord was working on me and he was just, that was his way of trying to grab my attention. Mm. But I just thought it was over. And then for my position, you have to have sacks. Oh yeah. You have to have sacks. I can have a thousand tackles. They don't care. Hmm. The defensive end have to have sacks. They don't care about the interceptions, the tackles. You have to have sacks. And so I go through that whole year. I rededicated my life, got back. I got connected with FCA, yeah. fellow Christian uh, of athletes, got connected, was on a good path, felt good. But there was still a portion of me thinking that, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. God's going to bless it. You know, when is it? It should be next week. And I truly hadn't released it yet. Mm. And God knew that. And as we go through this whole season, we're going into the last game of the year. I have zero sacks. I have a handful of tackles, zero sacks. Mm. And I had finally released it. I finally said, God, you know what? If I don't play football again, I'm okay with that. And he really felt that in my heart that I truly released it at this time. Wow. And to make a long story short, we go play Colorado on ABC. And this just shows you uh, how God works. Uh, I had two sacks and I was the MVP of that game. <laughs> oh, and man. then we we went to the uh, we went to our holiday we went, played in the Holiday Bowl our bowl game. I had two sacks. I was the MVP. And then I go to the Senior Bowl, which is the All Star game for seniors. Uh, all across the country, I had two sacks and MVP. So he took three games, six sacks, three MVPs, and allowed me to be the eighth pick in the second round of that draft. Oh. And that whole injury piece just went away. And Man. so th that's part of my testimony that um, once I rededicated my life uh, in God's time, not my time, God's time, um, is a perfect timing, and he was fortunate enough that, that he just he just blessed us. I say I was fortunate enough that he just blessed us, and um, basically opening up my eyes and, and and putting me back on the 
on the right path. But by no means am I perfect. I'm a, I'm a sinner, uh, uh, you know, by, by nature. Um, but every day I, I confess and I, I tried to wake up with the right intentions, but, uh, through his grace and his mercy, uh, allows me to, to keep moving, uh, and try to, to, uh, lift up the kingdom, uh, Amen. in any way possible with the platform that I have. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's an awesome story. Mike Rucker, former Carolina Panther defensive end, joining us here on Unpacking It, talking sports, faith, and life. And we're going to take a quick break, but we've got plenty more with Mike right after this. Plus, we have our segment Unpack This coming up as well. You're listening to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks for being with us. The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Fantasy football is the best. You compete with your friends and family all season long, and when you win, it's so exciting. I have won two rings myself, and as fun as fantasy football already is, What if we played with more purpose and meaning? Well, at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we created a way for you to have league meetings throughout the season to discuss how fantasy relates to our lives and the Bible. Each week, we have content, topics, and questions that allow fantasy owners to connect intentionally with each other and to God. We'll help your league have conversations about fantasy, faith, and life as you go from the draft to the championship. Play fantasy football and change your lives. Sign your league up today at FantasyFootballFellowship.com. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. We're unpacking the life of former Carolina Panther Mike Rucker on the show today. I'm Bryce Johnson. Really appreciate you joining us. And if you missed the the last segment uh, that we had with Mike, uh, definitely check out our podcast on unpackingit.com. But we're going to continue with him now. And he was talking about his senior year in college, ends up having uh, an awesome game. Uh, in the bowl game and ends up having a, a real uh, spiritual experience. And, and so th- this is a key moment of your life that, that changes the, the trajectory of your life in, in college and, and just changing your, your whole perspective and, and this, this sense of surrender and, and humility there. So now you end up getting drafted into the NFL. So, so how does your kind of view of football and, and your career change because now you're viewing it through this lens that that god has blessed you god has given you this this ability and, and you want to, to to do it for his glory yeah so you know i had different pair of goggles on at, at this point as we get drafted and in the rookie year and that, now it's a whole different kind of world because now i don't have someone over my shoulder really helping me through school and and all these different programs and college that can help me now i'm on my own now it's a real job you're getting a paycheck and you're supposed to show up at this time and you go home at this time, but then you have all this free time and all of a sudden you have, you know, your finances are pretty good. Mm. The one thing that really helped me was that my girlfriend at the time, 
in 97. Uh, we got married. She, we came to Carolina together. So we did this process together, got married. And so that helped me from maybe taking that extra step with that free time of, of maybe going out and hanging with, you know, the, maybe the wrong teammates that were doing the wrong things that I was going in a different direction. So I really believe that that really helped me keep my eye focused on the prize. And as we were going on, I was able to, to get, um, get connected with our chaplain mm. who really then took, took that, that faith and, and really started putting bricks and mortars around it and really strengthening me and opening up my eyes to more of the word. Mm. So um, my senior years, I'm going out, I'm reconnecting, but now, you know, Mike Bunkley helped me now put meat on the bone and mm. understand the word and how to live it out and what our purpose is. Um, and, and still to this day, I see him every Thursday. Oh, you know, even awesome. though I've been out the game 10 years later, we still have a Bible study every Thursday, still sharpening our tools, you know, and, and I think that that was something that uh, the Lord really blessed me with because um, he, he understands the football sports professional athlete world. Yeah. Uh, as athletes, we're, we, can, we can hide really well mm. and we can tell lies really well. We can fake the funk really well. Mm. And for him to understand when someone's faking it or when someone's not telling the truth, uh, he could call us to the carpet and that really helped me in my faith and in my walk. And, uh, and so we had a platform and, and hopefully the Lord is pleased the ways, the way that we used it and trying to bring attention to his, uh, his kingdom and, and our purpose here. Ah, oh, that's really cool. Mike Rucker had a wonderful career with the Carolina Panthers and, and went to the Super Bowl, was a pro bowler, uh, and, and now just continuing to, to be connected to the game as, as well. He's an NFL ambassador and, and works with the Legends community. And, and so you, you mentioned your, your wife. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the family side of things. And, and you've got some kids. You're, you're busy. What, what stage of life are, are you at with the family? Yeah, so we're... I guess we're kid wise. I mean, we're in the middle of it. We're in the thick of things. I have a 15 and a half year old uh, girl. Uh, I have a 13 year old boy and uh, a 10 year old girl. that's about to turn 11 next month. So we're, we're in sports or, you know, volleyball game one night, same night, got a football game. You go left, I go right. Um, <laughs> the, the math doesn't work on Wednesdays because all three are doing something. So, we, we really enjoy the fam and, uh, we, we try to stay active, try to, you know, put them in the right position to win. Um, not only spiritually, but in life. And as, as you can see, you could turn on the TV that, you know, the world is getting tougher and tougher to, uh, navigate and manage in, uh, in today's world, especially with technology, it's, it's inside your house. It is the Trojan horse. And so, um, we're just on that grind of, uh, trying to win hearts and minds and um, hopefully putting them on the path so they can be successful, that when those trials and tribulations come, that they know um, where, where, uh, where to turn to. The one thing that I can't honestly say is different from their upbringing than mine is that they really enjoy going to church. Oh, and um, I think that that's a, a positive thing that, uh, of where we go to church, that they really embrace that and they want to go and they want to serve. So, I think that that's that's huge too in in our in our family and in our lives right now. Ah, oh, that's excellent. Very very cool. So, uh, and speaking of your your wife, it sounds like you guys have been together for a while, even going back to to college. 
what's maybe something that that you've really held on to in regards to marriage wisdom or or something that you know keeps keeps your marriage grounded that that could be an encouragement to to guys listening today that can relate to juggling three kids and and crazy schedules and and keeping everything in order yeah you know at the end of the day you know similar background you know grew up going to church but as far as really truly walking we made that commitment ourselves as a couple and uh we're we're really each other we, we back each other up and 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 when someone um is has that support system of you know being able to to talk through things from a christian view uh from what god or the bible is saying the way that you should should go about it and I, i'm just super proud of her she stepped out of her box you know about a month ago and started and held a, a women's bible study on marriage and, oh. and really just uh really reflected on them as women you know sometimes as men you know they're 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 taking care of the family they're taking care of us but for them to really focus in on themselves uh, i think is really really cool so she's continuing her walk and, and strengthening her walk um which is, is really cool. And like I said, this is a journey every day. Uh, you're, you're trying to get better and you're trying to walk closer uh, with the Lord in the way that he wants to do it. So as a family, we're, we're trying our best to do it the right way. Yeah. Like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll trip and, and stumble, but again, that's where God's grace and mercy comes in. And, and we, we can't, we can't do it. We no. can't do it. It has to be him and his will and um and understanding our purpose and what our purpose is here on this earth and this is a short period of time yep you know when we talk about eternity uh this is just a blimp uh on the screen and so uh what we do um it really is important amen amen mike rucker final thoughts uh as you just kind of think about your your own time with the lord or even the bible study that you mentioned on on thursdays What's maybe been on your heart most recently? What have you been been learning or, or studying most recently? Well, really, two things. Uh, we've really been talking about heaven. Oh. Um, I think that a lot of times we kind of, you know, in sports we always have a goal, right? So when we start the season, we have one goal, and that's to see the trophy and to win a championship and to hold that trophy up on the stage yeah. as winners. Right. And we focus on that. But I feel like in the, in, in the Christian walk in faith, sometimes we, we think about day to day and we don't think about our end goal. What is our goal? And that's the win for Christ and to be into heaven holding that trophy. And, and so to be able to talk about what heaven is like, I think is, is really huge. And uh, I think that's been really good for me and opening up my eyes uh, the other thing is is what our purpose is mm. here on earth. While we are here on earth, what does that look like? And it's really to to uh, to win people and to, to expose people to to the word. And sometimes it's just being vulnerable because that might not be my nature, mm. right? My nature might not be to just walk up to somebody and have this open conversation. So not only is Am I breaking down walls personally? But then it's also um, doing the Lord's work and exposing other people to the Word. So those have really been, um, you know, discipleship and and talking about uh, heaven have been like the two topics. 
Um, I think the next one that we're going to roll into is spiritual warfare. Oh, I think oh. that uh, when you really think about going back and understanding why I want to go to a strip club or why do I want to drink alcohol or do drugs or why do I want to step outside of my marriage or why do I want to be physically abusive? All of these things, where's that coming from? Hmm. You know, and, and to talk about spiritual warfare and to understand how it started and, and, and where it's at, uh, I think it's been, it's, it's really huge. So I think that's kind of the next topic that we're going to slide into. So I'm really excited about that one. Oh, that's excellent. Wow. That's, that's powerful stuff. Mike Rucker, former Carolina Panther, join us here on unpacking it. Follow him on Twitter. Ruckus, R-U-C-K-U-Z 84. And, and Mike really appreciate you joining us today. Love hearing your heart. Love, love what you're doing. One of my favorite players ever to play for the Panthers. So, so really a, a treat to talk with you today. So thank you. Appreciate it, buddy. I'm sorry it took us a minute to get together, but I'm glad that we finally did. Absolutely. It, w- it was awesome. He's Mike Rucker, former Carolina Panther defensive end and, and one of the all-time greats in Carolina and one of my favorites uh, watching him uh, when I was growing up. So really cool to have him on the show today. If you missed any part of the interview, be sure to check out unpackingit.com. And while you're at it, uh, check out our podcast. It's everywhere. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, just search Unpacking It, and, and you can find the, uh, the, the best location where you like to listen to podcasts, and you can find our show. Uh, so be sure to do that. Uh, recently on the show, we had Troy Vincent, we had Jeff Kemp. We had Anthony Munoz. And so all of those podcasts are available for you. Uh, one big takeaway from the conversation with Mike, and he had so many good things to say, uh, but it really stood out to me just that number of former NFL players is 22,000. And, and so you just think about, okay, those are all the guys that used to play. What are they doing now? What are they up to? Where are they at? And so part of his role is to go find them. And I just find that really fascinating because we know that, that a lot of these guys aren't doing well uh, health-wise or, or even just emotionally, spiritually to where you know, they, they don't know who they are or what they should be doing and what their identity is and all they ever knew was, was football. And so I really I just have a heart for those guys and always appreciate We've interviewed plenty of players over the years that are involved in kind of the transitional program and they're involved with the NFL alumni and they're they're really leaders for some of the other guys that maybe are struggling or the guys that are just coming out of the the, the NFL and trying to figure out what to do next. And so they have a big impact on these players. And so great to hear uh, what Mike is doing and, and you just... You know, we love these guys when they're playing and they're on the top of the, the world and playing well and making a ton of money, and then it just all stops. And, and every time I hear about it, it's, it hits me. You know, it's just like, wow, that's just such a transition. And, and some people may say, ah, oh, who cares? They made a ton of money. Like, they got to enjoy all that. But they still have to live the rest of their life. They got 30-plus years of, of working life that, that they need to figure out because all of them, you know, that money runs out and they've – had to support a lot of family members and so it's not just all sitting there hopefully for a lot of them it is uh but for many of them they got to find second careers and and just to spend your time you got to figure out what you want to do next so uh so really interesting stuff for mike rucker and i hope you enjoyed it up next we'll wrap up the show with unpack this about going for it 
inspiring conversations, and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. It's time for our final segment today. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. This week, I want to unpack a trend in the NFL. So here we go. With the Philadelphia Eagles winning last year by playing an aggressive and fearless style, the league has taken notice. Tim McManus wrote an article for ESPN.com with the headline, Going For It. Aggressive-minded NFL follows in wake of Eagles' success. ESPN Stats and Information says there have been 59 two-point conversion attempts so far this season, which is the most through Week 7. And teams have gone for it on fourth down 200 times. Coaches show confidence in their offense when they decide to take these calculated risks and the aggressive approach invigorates the whole team. Some coaches may view going for it on fourth down as too risky and not worth a gamble, but oftentimes their unwillingness is because they are afraid and lack the necessary faith in their team. As followers of Jesus, faith is at the core of everything we believe. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The Bible also says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. As we walk closely with God, there are key moments in our lives when we must exercise a deep faith and make choices which outsiders may view as risky, not normal, or taking a gamble. In these moments, we demonstrate our faith in God by obeying what he is clearly leading us to do. We don't act irrational or unwise, but in faith, we boldly go for it. When we step out in faith, we reveal that our trust and confidence is in an all-knowing, loving, and powerful God. Today, instead of playing it safe, let's take a faithful risk forward. Let's choose to see what amazing things God does when we decide to really go for it. I hope you're willing to unpack that. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA.